We're snowed in at UIT. Uh, I am here with Rory Andrews, who is the marketing and esports analyst for Ubiquay Networks. Uh, also with, with us is George Johnston. He is a junior developer at Redspace and the co-founder of EspressOS. And with us, as always, is Rob Myers, the overlord of all things digital. My name is Eric Lorty, and I am 73% beard. Thank you for coming in, uh, especially in the snowy, terrible weather that we have been having. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I was here anyways. That's true. That's what, exactly what you said last time. Uh, yeah, we've we've pulled the uh, the the bullpen uh, of of contributors to the podcast this week for people who are in the building, uh, but we have awesome people in this building, so that works out really well. Uh, so today we want to talk about uh, getting into tech, uh, and I think the three of you have a different perspective on that, on account of the fact that you've all lived very different lives and are at different stages of your life. Uh, I'm going to start with Rory, because uh, Rory, uh, you talk uh, well, and I, I enjoy listening to you describe stuff. Would you describe or self-describe as working in tech? I would. I as definitely would. Uh, I work with a networking company that's uh, making an optimized gaming network that's uh, linked. And one of the things that I think helped me get the job is that when they talked about it, I understood what they were talking about, and I, I got visibly excited about it. Yeah, even though... My background is in education, and I used to be a teacher, but I'm not anymore. Um, and the fact that I play video games. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't believe how many people, I, I don't know, a lot of people in gaming companies don't actually play video games. So when you talk to somebody who like knows what they're talking about, especially on the esports scene, when they, when they follow teams, it's like, this is a rare commodity. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And it had nothing to do with my education or anything I prepared for at all. Are you surprised at the route things have taken? Of course. Excellent. Of course. I moved back to Cape Breton three years ago uh, with, I was broke and I was living in my parents' house and I had no idea what I was going to do. And now I talk about video games on YouTube and I get paid for it. It's ridiculous. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's not a, nice a bad story. Yeah. yeah, I bought a house. It's right down the road. <laughs> I never thought I'd buy a, a house. First one I walked into, I was like, yeah, this is okay. You're adulting with your video game buddy. I, yeah. Right? How cool is that? I'm a productive, prominent man-child, and, <laughs> and I'm perfectly okay with that. Nice. All right, so for a productive, prominent man-child, George Johnston. Hello. Uh, also a productive, prominent man-child is why that segue uh, was... A much younger man-child. More child than man. Oh. Yeah. Uh, would you describe as working in tech? I would, definitely. Uh, ever since I came out of high school, I have been very feverishly pursuing a career in technology, whether it be in a startup or an actual proper job, which is nice. Hmm. Um, hey, startups are actual proper jobs. They They're are, just uh, they uh, really, have... really interesting. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair. I'm learning the merits of... Uh, of having a, a proper stable job with benefits now, mm -hmm. while also juggling startup things on the side. Yep, that's which, fair. Which uh, is fun, stressful uh, fun. The, uh, the, the concept of uh, startups aspire to also be able to do the whole benefit thing. Uh, it's nice to get both uh, sides of the, the perspective for yourself. Yeah, I think definitely. that'll help you round out as a person. Exactly, especially mm -hmm. with even just like skill sets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and you, all, of course, were a UIT year two grad. So I clearly uh, working in tech has been on your radar for a while. It has, yeah. yes. Uh, mm. In fact, I tried to join UIT, as the story goes, like while I was still in high school. And my target was like, yeah, no, come back when you leave high school. This is like a university course. And mm. I was like, oh. So I kind of just like followed him around like a dog. <laughs> it was like, oh. you good yet? I'm almost done. I'm almost out of high school. Come on, Mike. That's amazing. Like, right, I like then, keenness. That's yeah, good. Was, yeah. 
<laughs> Rob, would you describe as working in tech? <laughs> All I can picture is George following Mike around like a dog. Yeah. yeah. That's great. <laughs> hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. I want to work in tech. I want to work in tech. You got any of those startup jobs for me, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, they tell me I work in tech, so I would uh, I would assume I work in tech. <laughs> no, all kidding aside, I do work in tech, yes. it's uh, Well, the reason I wanted to ask that question is because, like, some people who have tech jobs don't describe that way. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, and, like, it could be a number of different things. For example, you, Rob, uh, are the co-founder of a number of startups. So clearly that's tech. You're a CTO, mm-hmm. but you teach in tech. Uh, do you think that as a tech teacher you work in tech or do you work in education? Uh, I would say I work in both. So I work in tech education Mm -hmm. because it's not just the fact of you need to teach it to the students. You also need to be constantly staying up to date on the newest, latest, Mm -hmm. greatest technologies. So uh, if you end up like not having your skills completely sharp as a developer at this point, it becomes harder to actually pick up and learn these things, especially if you're trying to uh, teach them from an application standpoint Mm -hmm. and not like uh, not a theory standpoint. Yeah, that's one of the hard things is uh, teaching is uh, if you're not practicing it, Mm -hmm. uh, how easy, like it becomes harder to stay relevant. And you want to teach relevant stuff, right? Exactly. Like you could sit there on a board all day and write up what a specific algorithm is or how to use it from from the actual page itself, its tutorial. But at the end of the day, you want to know how it works and what parts of it kind of work a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, if you look at something, let's get a little technical here for a second, but if you think of like a basic JavaScript string, right? Um, there are multiple ways that you can actually work with uh, with this particular um, data structure. Uh, and there's different ways that you can actually work with this through the same things. For instance, if you want to concat two strings together, there's multiple ways you can do this, ways that are pure functions, and there's ways that actually affect the initial item. I hope I didn't lose too many people on that. I think um, you gained some and lost some, as is the issue with tech discussion. Mm-hmm. But I was following you, buddy. But <laughs> what I'm getting from this at the end of the day is when you know how it actually works, you can advise as to the best route mm-hmm. to go working with particular functions and something. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rory, so you describe yourself as working in tech as opposed to working in gaming? Or would you say both? Like if somebody asks you, what do you do? What's your thing? Uh, well, primarily I'm a marketer, um, but that's the thing, right? Be- just because you work at a tech company doesn't mean you work in tech, I mm-hmm. suppose. Because I don't, I don't program. Yeah. Um, I I know cursory knowledge about hardware specifications, requirements for things, blah blah blah. Whatever you need to actually build a computer, I mm-hmm. can do. But I that 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 JavaScript he was just talking about, <laughs> no idea. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. I got a. I have a master's degree in education, so I was never. I was never um, classically trained in the arts of coding. Yeah. So depending on your definition of working in tech, I suppose no, I don't. But um, I understand what people are talking about when they're talking about it, for the most part, except that last bit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's solid. Yeah. Yep. Um. So. Have you just so? Uh, what are some of the more unexpected things you've learned working for tech companies along those lines, like things that you just that might have caught you off guard about like startup life? Oh, what's what's kind of interesting sometimes is when it comes to tech companies, you usually have the engineering, especially in bigger companies, because my transition from education to tech was actually a pretty logical progression. I went to work at a company that was testing tablet-based curriculum in the classroom, mm-hmm. and I was I, I had the tablet in my hand, and there was two of us in each classroom in this middle school, and I was the observer, so I just wrote down notes all day, 
and I gave the developers and the the um, the curriculum writers notes about what was actually happening in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started seeing that at these bigger tech companies, the developers, the curriculum writers, and the the troubleshooters and the support teams, they don't they have a real problem talking to each other <laughs> because they're all super different kinds of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Engineers are a different kind of people than you you'll see on a support team or a marketing team. Mm-hmm. And the communication between those different departments is usually incredibly lackluster. <laughs> <laughs> and coming from education, which a good thing to do is when you're jumping into any field is to look at the kind of people that are attracted to this posi- mm-hmm. position. Educators really are fiercely independent people. They like their own classroom, their own rules. Mm-hmm. Don't step inside my home. Mm-hmm. This is my house. Um, and then Rob's you, nodding over there. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then you go into this other <laughs> field that requires so much cooperation mm-hmm. between so many different moving parts, and you you start to see the the different kinds of people that are required to make uh, a business like this grow, and you realize that they have a real hard time actually connecting to each other. No, that's that's probably my most surprising thing jumping into these kinds of businesses. Yeah. yeah. Consultancy for uh, companies with that many different moving parts is a huge industry. There's like the ability to look at all those things and tie them together is, uh, is, is really important. And if, if you're forming your startup early on, uh, it's not something maybe necessarily you could think about putting too much effort into because you're trying to just put out fires all the time and build your product. Mm-hmm. And then you end up down the road with a bunch of people in a big team or a bunch of smaller teams. And then how is the communication happening there, right? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's one of those growth things. Uh, that uh, Matt Stewart, our uh, our business uh, student success coach, talks about quite a bit. Uh, George. Yes. Tech. Tech. Working for a company, having benefits versus working for yourself and having a cup of coffee a day. Well, How's that feel? Well, <laughs> there's definitely some benefits to working for an actual proper company. Obviously, there's benefits and higher paycheck and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But I still you know, yearn for the, uh, wanting to start my own business. Like that's Mm -hmm. still a very strong passion of mine. Like regardless of the fact that I'm making more money this way, I still feel like I would be happier working for my own thing. Kind of like, you know, I want to see a company from idea to app to launch, have it be in people's hands kind of thing. And that's really what I hope to do with Espresso S is Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm going through Propel. Hopefully by the end of Propel, I'll have like a working MVP kind of have that customer validation done kind of know where i'm going how i'm going to make money mm-hmm. and then from there kind of move on to stages of like trying to actually market it do you find that your uh passion for entrepreneurship uh, and i know you've only started at Redspace fairly recently but do you find that that leads to uh and i hate buzzwords but entrepreneurship like are you looking around like here's how i could help with this or help with that or is it too new for you like personal growth of your brand and your company, do you apply that mindset to when you're working for somebody else? Or is it, are they not, do they not mesh well? They don't really mesh very well. I'm actually finding it very difficult just in my first few weeks at Redspace um, in finding any time at all for personal work uh, <laughs> as referenced by my Propel today. That's fair. But, uh, because like Redspace is pretty all-encompassing. Like it's very fun and kind of great to work on different projects for them. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard to kind of separate your day when you have two projects for your main work and then the third project is the one that you have to shove into your like you know six o'clock in the evening until 10 for bed so to be up for nine in the morning you know the next day yeah. and then like your weekends that are just for yourself you don't really want to do anything you want to just like lay down and you know be lazy 
but then no time for lazy in the entrepreneurship world, buddy. Exactly. Um, I'm sure Rob can speak to that uh, really well. But I would point out uh, before we go to Rob, uh, one of the UIT students is currently working at Tim Hortons, uh, and you know, money gotta pay them bills. Yeah. But like, at least you have the advantage of working towards your startup while working in your space, right? Well, that's exactly yeah. it. like like when I was at UIT, I was actually working for Winners, like a local uh, retail mm-hmm. shop, and I found it. They're so not local. They're a giant well, multinational corporation. But <laughs> little yeah. mom and pop store. Little mom and pop store that is a yeah multinational corporation <laughs> but i don't know i just find it so like you know fish out of water like being taken out of the pool kind of thing mm-hmm. every time i have to go and leave uit spend all my day working in tech and then suddenly have to go work like a retail job mm-hmm. like there's that weird disconnect and i definitely am very happy to find that like my uh, career is now in line with, with what i want to do personally mm-hmm. definitely uh helps keep it all together but sometimes it all meshing doesn't really help in the yeah. sense of like you know working with dif- different technologies for them than i am my personal things yeah it's different skill sets right yeah but it's all good in the end i guess <laughs> <laughs> it all looks good on a resume uh this is true uh rob how do you balance uh all the things you do um i don't sleep yeah, this is very true. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, it, it's it is a challenge day in day out. Uh, it requires a lot of planning beforehand. Um, so there are a few things that I do to try and kind of keep everything balanced. And one of the big one is like I just mentioned, I plan my day before. Uh, usually the night before, I take about fifteen to twenty five minutes aside. Mm-hmm. Um, I map out my activities that need to be done, um, and then I prioritize them at that point. So I know what my highest priority stuff is coming into the day and I roughly know how much of it I can get done. I find the other big step as well um, towards being as productive as possible when you're trying to juggle many things is not to put everything down on a piece of paper either because that's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. That And part of planning the night before kind of helps with this because you can look at it and you see your list and you say, whoa, that's way too much for me to do in the run of a day. So what I need to do is I need to cut all of these items out of it so that you're not looking at this and being completely overwhelmed at the end of the day um, those are those are the big ones and you just you have to stick to discipline mm-hmm. at the end of it um, owning a business is wonderful because you're a master of your own destiny at the end of the day um, it really it sounds badass yeah. you. that's what I like to think myself um, <clears throat> Although sometimes you become a, uh, you don't become the master so much. You become led by the clients when it gets big enough. But well, that's, uh, that's a good problem fair, to have yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I find that if I didn't do these things, things would start to slip in the run of a week. But if you can keep disciplined with it and you can get through it and uh, you, you just you get everything done or as much as possible. Another big one too is eating a frog. For those who have not heard, it was a Mark Twain saying that if you, uh, if eating a frog is one of the things on your to-do list, you eat the frog first because it's there's nothing that you could do worse that day than eating the frog. Oh, that's I probably completely yeah. butchered that. Uh, no, it made that sense line. though. Uh, but basically, yeah, get the stuff out of the way that you don't want to do first. Well, yeah. you still have you have a lot of energy and you have a lot of gumption coming in in the morning typically, mm-hmm. and if you can get that stuff out of the way, your day becomes so much better. That's really true because like. In the afternoon, I tend to uh, oftentimes find myself doing tasks that I'm not super thrilled about at a time when my energy is the lowest. Mm-hmm. So, like, that'll just drain you. Whereas if you focus on a task that you're passionate about then, that can help re-energize you. That's yep. interesting. Absolutely. I'm going to try um, to remember to eat more frogs. As a French person, I don't think I'm allowed to say that. I think uh, Quebec is going to be very upset with me. <laughs> um so my – and I don't think any of you can no, can relate to this. Uh, my biggest struggle uh, is – 
uh, balancing having children and all of this stuff. UIT is way more than a nine to five. We're always talking to students after the fact and planning things and doing all this stuff. Uh, and I have uh, two-year-old twins at home uh, who I just absolutely adore spending time with uh, and are just – it's really hard – not the best sleepers, but it's really hard to like balance uh, those aspects of a personal life with uh, – Something that I, I believe I work as much as I would if I were an entrepreneur at this job. Like, it's pretty much I'm on a lot with this. Mm -hmm. uh, and, yeah, I mean, like, that's one of the ongoing things. You, I, when you read about entrepreneurs, uh, they're dealing with trying to balance family and trying to balance this and trying to balance that. And, like, there are mandatory components of your life. Uh, entrepreneurship is one of them. Uh, and the more mandatory components you have when you get into entrepreneurship, the harder it can be to juggle things around. Mm -hmm. uh, and like George, you talk about wanting to be able to spend your weekends uh, having fun and playing games. Uh, that's great. I miss being able to have fun and play games <laughs> on weekends, buddy. Oh, God, yeah. You're, uh, um, uh, Rory, you're doing acting uh, quite a bit. Yeah, I got a black eye right now because <laughs> I just started a, a run of a play that's happening every night for the next... Seven nights, uh, and I got a retractable punching glove in the face. Not the punching <laughs> glove part. That part's soft. I got the uh, I got the retractable bits, the uh, yeah. the actual steel bits, right in a oh, whipped man. right across my face when I was running away from laser beams. <laughs> this play sounds amazing. It's it's pretty much you a can, cartoon on stage. You with can a plug lot the play right now if you like. I would yeah. like to know about this. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, Cape Run Liberation Army. It's probably going to be I don't know when these come out, but it'll the run might be through. But no, no, it'll be tomorrow. Oh, yeah. seriously? Yep. Oh, Turn around okay. Well, fast. Maybe, you know, come to a show and see me get injured again. Because it's a definite <laughs> possibility. <laughs> That's amazing. I like that your play has lasers in it. That's Definitely. a solid... Uh, you've included tech in many things. Definitely. It's a light mm. show, man. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, So that must be really time-consuming as far as... Because that's more than a hobby at this point. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, it was... It's every night mm -hmm. rehearsals. It's rare you get off when the play's actually coming up. Dress rehearsal after dress rehearsal. You do the cue to cue, which is mm -hmm. actually walking around and make sure all the lighting's right. I I've been getting, I've been leaving for work at nine nine thirty every day and coming home at ten ten thirty wow. every night. My car is buried. I haven't had time to <laughs> dig oh. it out. I have to walk to get food, oh. like some sort of Paleolithic. <laughs> if you're man. listening to us, bring Rory food. He likes pizza. Yeah, excellent. Or show that was a good. That was a good guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have a I have a cat in a home, oh. and that's pretty much the extent of my responsibilities. My uh, my method of staying responsibility is to take on as little responsibility as possible, which has good been ball. working so Cats far. Cats are a good pet for that. Also, yeah. goldfish, uh, hermit crabs. You know, stay away from your puppies. No, uh, no yeah. puppies. Yeah, but they're adorable. They really um, do. You find that working in tech affords you a certain amount of leeway, where your job, specifically uh, putting content out there, lets you uh, like juggle something like this to an extent that a traditional job wouldn't. Yeah, like today, I was uh, snowed in, and I started posting and and proofreading different communications from our company at home mm -hmm. compared to my teaching job. No, yeah, you can't not be in the classroom. That's true. Yeah, and if you if you something comes up, if you have a flat tire and you have to change your tire and you're thirty minutes late, then you just stay thirty minutes afterwards. Mm -hmm. In the schools, I had to get a sub. They don't like that. The administration doesn't like that. That's extra money. Um, but yeah, content it's it's super fun to put out there, and you try to do it as much as possible. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, just cut this out. <laughs> just cut this bit out. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so Rory was worried that would happen, and now it happened, and we can all make fun of him for it. And I'll just Ta-da! cut this out. My brain goes blank sometimes. That's nah, fine. You talk for a living and are exhausted and playing and getting hit by lasers or something. Yeah, the place super, it runs every night. It's about two hours and 45 minutes, plus calls at six. So I get there at six and I leave at 11. If I'm lucky, maybe we'll play board games and order pizza and I'll leave at one like last night. Um, So you definitely are afforded the ability to do that because your job has the flexibility it has, do you think? Or do you think if you were working a more standard job, you'd still be able to pull this off somehow? I would still be able to pull this off because it is based around a nine nine to five Mm -hmm. kind of idea. And um, if I couldn't be, I was a bartender at the Crown of Moose for a little while. I couldn't bartend and be in theater at the same mm-hmm. time. That would be impossible. Yeah. But um, having a standardized nine to five, and if it's not nine to five, if I have to leave at some point, I can always put in extra hours on the weekend. I could always come in here on Saturday mm-hmm. and record something or write a script or proofread for the company. Plus, they're sending me documents um, at 10 o'clock p.m., and I'm doing it, and I'm like, Great. Well, that's an hour of work. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not saying that you should. You, you always do everything you need to do, but it's minimum 40 hours. Yeah, you have to be in oh, here for sure. or working but on stuff for at least 40 the, hours. Yeah, yeah. But that's my favorite thing about tech is that 40 hours can be when you have the time to, as long as it all gets done and your work isn't garbage. Great. Absolutely. I like that. Well, the work yeah. isn't garbage part. That's, yeah, the work, that's, well, yeah. That's, that's, the no, that's every job, though. You just shouldn't do garbage work. I don't know. I've uh, had some jobs. Unless you're garbage, man. Uh, no, then you want to do top shelf garbage collection. And then your work isn't garbage. But that is still garbage work. Touché. Working with garbage. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah. All right, fine. You turned my thing around. Semantics. I was trying to put a positive spin on it. Uh, George, you're working remotely. Uh, what have you learned doing that? Uh, that it is... It has pros and cons. It has like it sounds great on paper, but in practice, never leaving your house yeah. is a little rough. We yeah. week two of you know deciding to leave for groceries at six PM because it's like, Oh, I've been in my house for like five days. Yep. Dang. Been there. Yeah. Uh seeing the light of day and going for walks has helped yeah. quite a bit. Like I, I try to get myself out of the house every two hours, you know, mm-hmm. get up, stretch my legs, walk around the block. Um I mean, there's obviously some pros, you know, like if my cat decides to vomit on the floor, like she did you know, a few a few weeks ago, <laughs> I don't have to worry about, well, I, I don't have to come home to it, right? Like I can be like, oh, hey, the cat vomited. Let's clean up right away. Positive. <laughs> that That's is an incredibly positive, positive way true. to look at I, your yeah. cat puking. It's about the best way you can look at it, right? Like, <laughs> But, you know, and like same with like, like uh, Rory said, like, you know, flat tire, like, you know, if I'm snowed in, I, I can still work from home. Like we mm-hmm. had a snowstorm a few days ago. It's been, spring has been a snowstorm. Spring. Yeah. Quotations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, there's like tons of pros to working at home. There's a few cons, but like you can kind of work around them if you are tenacious enough. Cool. Yeah. Good attitude. When I first heard you were going to be working remotely, I immediately flashed back to uh, once I graduated from NSCC working uh, contract work remotely from my basement. Uh, and just going insane, oh, like just like God, losing yeah. my mind, stopped shaving. Now that's why I have the beard that I have because oh. I didn't have to leave my house for a year. Showering yeah. is important. Showering, Showering is super is important. You get up yeah. and you take a shower. Yeah. Deodorant mm-hmm. and everything. You yeah. put yeah. on clean clothes. Yeah. That's another thing that I found that helped is actually like not wearing pajamas all day. Yeah. Like if, if just getting mm-hmm. up and putting on like an outfit makes you feel better. It's true. That, but the pull to wear pajamas all day is strong. It's so hard. Like yeah. 
twice I've, I've, I've broken down and just done it. Just like, wear, you know, wore pajamas all day. But then like a video call comes in and you're like, oh God, put on a dress shirt. Now you're <laughs> also a like well-presented young dude. I suspect you have nice, classy looking pajamas. So, I totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah there you um, go. But That's you not know. the boat I'm in. <laughs> uh, Rob, just, any word? Oh. Well, it's, it's just the mindset you're in when you're in pajamas. I don't get anything done in pajamas. <laughs> it's really hard, yeah. You really got to like psych and, yourself up. You're like... Oh, God, I really got to do something. But I need my pajamas. Yeah. What do I do? And really, home in general. When you're home in general, I can't get into, like, a serious... It takes a lot mm-hmm. to put me in a serious work mood. I've got to mm-hmm. get two coffees in me. Yeah. And i got to get those pajamas off me. And then I can get things done. See, I take kind of the opposite approach. I think I've had some of my most productive days in comfy pants. Um, <laughs> and I, maybe it's just because I've kind of grown accustomed to it. Um, but I do find that when you work from home and you have a flexible work schedule, it's very easy to turn from like a working nine to five human being to be a getting up at noon and working from two until four o'clock in the morning or something mm-hmm. like that human being so um i can definitely see how for some people you need to get into that work mode uh, i think getting a shower definitely helped yeah um, <laughs> it's really important I used, aspiring young nerds remember this bathe i used to force myself <laughs> to go for coffee in the morning so mm-hmm. that i could actually see some human beings before i started working that may have been a big one as well um, yeah but the social yeah, interaction's a big one. I've got a chair at home in my front room, and I find that when I get, I can just sit in it in comfy pants and get in the zone. Yeah. And uh, oh, I do all sorts of work from my couch, but it's different types of mindsets, right? It I is. had a friend who uh, would actually uh, walk out his front door and then come in his side door to go down to his basement office, just as like a mental reset of like, this is me going to work right now. Uh, and he found just like that quick little bit of fresh air and all that stuff really worked for him. Oh, doorways yeah. are crazy, man. Yeah. Psychological yeah. Psychologists have like investigated doorways and what they do to the human brain. And you enter an incri- <laughs> like a different plane of existence when you walk through a doorway, which is weird because they're not a natural construct. We created doorways. This is true. And the fact that they naturally affect us to the state that they, they do, it's just crazy to think about. Anyway, that was a tangent. Don't that was worry. amazing. Yeah. We finally got our first tangential doorway ramble. Yeah. yeah. At UIT. Well, look it up, man. It's no, crazy. No, I, I totally believe you. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to silently move on to something not doorway related as I shift. That's fine. I was done. All right. You're going to segue out of the doorway? You ah. look it up. I'm not. I'm not. Hey. Uh, um, but no, that's what he. that's what he was going for. The concept of like passing that boundary. Because otherwise, you just exist in your work home yep. uh sleep food space in a weird way that uh i i like i work from home uh when i can i've always got my laptop on me i probably more than i should uh and so i feel like i'm good at like quickly going from work to play to this to that but i feel like uh there's a negative impact on my uh, the quality of my work because my brain's never fully cycled into whatever mm-hmm. i'm doing yeah. yeah yeah flow state is something that's necessary for working from home you have to a big thing is to remove the distractions as well mm-hmm. um typically when i'm home i have something on if it's whether it's a podcast or if it's the television uh however if it's a television i've found that you 
put something on that you're completely accustomed to. Uh, so for me, I have mm-hmm. like a nucleus of a few movies. Uh, lately, it's been uh, the the uh, Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, yeah. and you just you throw them on, and you don't they kind of become ambient sound in the background. Like so white noise. Continue. Yeah. Exactly. So I do the same thing with Buffy of... and Angel at Firefly and basically anything Joss Whedon has ever done is ambient yep. white. Yep. <laughs> and it's, yeah, exactly. One of those things and you just, you're so used to seeing it, you yep. just, you you don't pay attention to it, but it also helps you to drown everything else out around at the same time so that you can achieve those states of flow, mm-hmm. um, which is something you need if you're planning on being incredibly productive and working like more than one venture in the run of a day. Yeah. Um, when you go into a flow state, it's amazing what happens with your body. They say the reason why flow states are so good is because you become so hyper-focused on it. Everything kind of just backs away, including time. That's really important. So that's why you look up and you say, you, you realize, oh, man, I've been down here looking at this work for like three hours and it didn't even seem like it it's because your brain kind of shuts those parts mm-hmm. out and when it takes the energy away from doing that stuff it it focuses it in on what you're looking at right there that used to happen to me with world of warcraft it was less productive mm-hmm. back then mm-hmm. that's how i first got into tech really was everquest oh yeah oh man old school oh, i was an astronaut's well, call player myself well the thing was everquest was it was the first game that required a dedicated graphics card ah uh, so yeah. i bought it and i came home and i put it in my computer and it was like no you can't play this. It was like I bought it. Uh, so then I had to get a graphics card, and then I had to get a motherboard, and then I had to get a case, and mm. then oh my god, you know I know this how to game cost build me two thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally worth it. Dwarf yeah. Paladin, what what? Yeah, my I had a oh EverQuest addiction was oh we should do an episode about EverQuest addiction. I had a friend who uh, would sleep with his headphones on and his character logged in. Uh, in case anything happened in game, uh, okay. he got messages. He and he was running a guild like high level. Uh, MMORPG business management uh, and it did not have any tangible benefits to his uh, personal life uh, but he sure liked it at the time sounds very similar <laughs> to a startup actually yeah it really does right oh, yeah. except there's no payoff yeah no, no payoff unless you like except super respect, awesome armor <laughs> yeah. um, so this conversation about getting into tech turned into an interesting discussion about a number of other things thank you uh, I like that any final thoughts on uh the concept of people getting into tech and the variety there that anybody would like to to throw out there. I would say that don't write yourself off for any of these jobs because when it comes to the job I have, my my background in theater and my background in writing and my background in education all came into play mm-hmm. when it comes to getting this job. And sure, my, my pastime and hobbies were tech-related, but it had nothing to do with many jobs that I had or anything like that. So... When you're, if you're looking for a job, apply, apply to anything. I like it, mm-hmm. and be awesome. It Thank helps. Yeah. George, well, just that if you have any sort of remote interest in technology, whether it be video games, like you know, maybe you like websites or you run a blog and you are proficient with WordPress, like you know, don't count, like Barry said, don't count yourself out. Always try to you know pursue those jobs, talk to developers. If you're mm-hmm. interested even in a little bit, attend hackathons. Mm. At, you know, at the very least, you can learn as you go kind of thing. Mo- like most people are very happy to sort of give you guiding tips and like direct you towards resources to help you better yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely a job that anybody can go for. Cool. Definitely say. 
I like that attitude. Rob? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just because you chose not to go to school and pursue something tech, that doesn't necessarily mean uh, tech is not an option for you anymore. Uh, you're seeing more and more and more actually this cross-pollination of, um, of skills, right? Uh, look at look at Oculus. Oculus, uh, how many biologists did they uh, Hundreds. Did they hire? Yeah. <laughs> um, VR. The reason why is because tech is it's becoming a predominant part of just about every industry out mm -hmm. there um even you look at farming tax and farming all oh, yeah. over the place now too um <clears throat> the more skills you have the more you can apply those to the tech world at the end of the day and it makes you a richer developer if that's the route you want to take or entrepreneur exactly also, or thing. entrepreneur yep. um, there's lots of different uh, ways you can utilize tech to your ability and there's lots of ways to get into it if you feel that you know there's it feels a little overwhelming there's there's ways to kind of ease into it uh, for instance here in Sydney there's uh, ladies learning code mm -hmm. um, which is not necessarily just for ladies it's a <laughs> it's mostly ladies but if there's if there are men who want to learn code they are more than free to join as well mm -hmm. um, in addition, there's things like there's UIT. Um, there Go are UIT. Tutorials you can take. Uh, free code. Free code camp is one, for instance, mm -hmm. where you can actually go through and it gives you entire courses based on technologies, and it's completely free. Um, <clears throat> and there are paid options out there. There's Code School. There's um, there's Code Academy. Uh, there's lots of ways to get into it, uh, and lots of different methods of teaching out there, depending on how you learn. If you learn more through tutorials, there's lots of tutorials out there. If you learn more through videos, there's lots of videos um, and everything else. So don't be afraid of it. And uh, let's end on a sports quote. Uh, Wayne Gretzky said, you do not score on 100% of the shots you don't take. Um, so don't not take, take that the shot. shot. Don't <laughs> not take the shot. My goodness, your double negative is going to be the death of me. <laughs> um, to anybody listening at home, I would say that uh, you likely know somebody who works in tech and you don't think about that because uh, they work in support or they work in sales or they work in some other capacity of a company that has a tech focus. But you don't think that's, that's so-and-so from that place and they work in tech. And maybe they don't think about it that way. Uh, but startups are really, really, really diverse. And as they grow, they become increasingly diverse because you need all sorts of people to run one of those. Mm -hmm. So please think about uh, employment in Cape Breton and in tech. Uh, the internet is awesome and it's not going anywhere. Thank you for listening. I hope it's not going anywhere. I, please pray. <laughs>